Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. The podcast you're about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Joining me today is Wifey from the Chicken Mind Nuggets podcast. Good evening. Why don't you tell the people about your show a little bit? Hi Aaron. Uh, So my name is Wifey. I am the host and the creator of the Chicken Mind Nuggets podcast. It's a podcast that combines my personal experiences uh, with a little bit of science, a um, little bit of transformation, and they're all under about 10 minutes except for uh, one really great interview episode that I did as a Halloween special. Uh, but it's a micro podcast designed to be short enough so that way you can digest it throughout your day. Uh, you can listen to my show anywhere on any major or minor podcast platform, anywhere from iTunes to Pandora. I have a Instagram and a Twitter account for social media, and I also have a website, chickenmindnuggets.com. All right. Excellent. Cool. Um, yeah, I actually kind of find it was funny that I, like you said, you do have the, there's little short, little easily digestible tidbits. You can squeeze them in on a break or whatever, if you happen to be so inclined. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny, uh, something I did not realize like I didn't make the connection to until yesterday, I think for, for whatever reason. Now you said, uh, I, I, and if I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me. But, and one of the, one of the episodes where you were mentioning living in a tiny house. Yes. And having your, your loft area, it was actually the, uh, the fitted sheet episode. Oh, fitted sheet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what, like I said, I don't know why, but it occurred to me yesterday while I was doing some other stuff. And I was like, I it just like, I said, she does tiny episodes and she lives in a tiny house. And that made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's funny. Every, everything, everything's, you know, compact. Everything's micro, right? Yeah. And uh, I think actually, yeah, I gotta say, I think that's pretty cool too. So thank you. Well, I, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll correct you a little bit. I lived in a tiny house. Um, so I built it and lived in it for five years and okay. amazing experience. I don't regret any of it. I still have it. But there came an opportunity uh, for my husband and I to get a big house. And by big house, I mean, it's really big. We have a big lot, four bedrooms. And it was an opportunity that we couldn't pass up. Uh, I've got the most amazing 30-year-old fruit trees in the backyard, a whole garden, things that I have been wanting to do but couldn't do in a tiny house because I lived in an RV park. And this also gave my husband the space to do the things that he wanted to do in his office. So, uh, oh, the space, our house also has a giant RV space. So tiny house was able to just back right in. Uh, it was a hard decision, really hard, but I just kind of looked at the whole picture and went, well, I'm not getting rid of tiny house at all. And I can go in it whenever I want, but I can have that garden. I could finally grow food. I can do all these amazing things with plants and Tiny house uh, will become a kind of meditation uh, space. It will be my painting space, my little, I, I don't like calling it a she shack, but essentially it is now. <laughs> and so I live in a big house, but I still have tiny house. It's just a couple feet away. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a place that you can kind of, you know, uh, a little retreat, you know, a place place where you can zen out and just focus and i think it's uh and i i can i can totally understand you know a big big lot with with places to grow fruit and food and that's that's very cool as well i have a fairly decent sized garden that we're looking at repurposing into well not repurposing but restructuring uh we're gonna do raised planters instead but uh yeah my my i mean Compared to a lot of, you know, actual big properties, it's not big. But for where I live, it's like 25 by 40 feet. So that's pretty good size for around here where most of the lots are, you know, a quarter acre. 
So. Oh, definitely. Well, you can grow so much food in just a small amount of space. And there's all sorts of resources online and books about micro gardening and all you can eat in 12 square feet, things like that. And you you can grow so much in just a small space. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, I find it personally, I find it kind of fulfilling on top of everything else. It's, you know, there's something very satisfying about being able to grow my own food. But uh, unfortunately with where we live, like the soil's not the greatest. So on a semi-regular basis, we have to bring in like a dump truck full of mulch if or mushroom compost if we want to have you know viable soil and uh the issue is like we have fantastic drainage but most of the sub the substrate here is like clay and rocks so there's a lot of erosion <laughs> so it's it's every couple of years we're bringing in these dump trucks full of soil Right, and uh, that's why we decided to switch over to doing raised planter beds. Uh, probably next season we'll, we'll get those uh, framed up and filled up, and then hopefully I won't have to buy another couple of dump trucks full of dirt for a few years. Well, you can control the environment of raised beds so much easier than in ground planting, and you can take out dirt that's not working, put in dirt that is working. And there's a lot of benefits to it, and that's yeah. what I do. I have a well, I have a couple things in the ground, not everything, a couple things in the ground. Um, but most of my things are raised bed and uh, we've we've had to mulch as well. I live in a really harsh climate. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So we get the very hot summers, very little rain, um, very, very dry clay soils that are natural dry clay soils. So we, we've had to do a lot of modifications as well. I, I can imagine that's... <laughs> That is very, uh, yeah, it's a very different climate. I'm I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Illinois uh, for now anyway. I'm s still trying to convince my wife that we need to <laughs> relocate. But uh, yeah, we like I said, unfortunately, it's just we have very clay and I shouldn't even say rocks. They're, they're boulders, basically. My whole yard is boulders if you go more than a foot and a half down. Right. So, so uh, yeah, everything just washes away. And uh, actually, I actually found out about the boulders when we decided to put a fence up around the yard so we could have a pool for our kid. And uh, the insurance regulations are you have to have it fenced in. So I said, well, we'll just fence in the whole yard, whole back, back. Well, not the whole backyard, but, uh, but right immediately behind the house. And that way the dog can go out and, you know, be be loose and have fun. And and it took me about a week just to dig the fence post holes because of how many huge rocks were in my yard. Oh, gosh. Uh, it, it, it was horrible. I rented a power auger because I was like, oh, I'm going to get this done in a weekend. No problem. And uh, it kept jamming the boring bit. So I, I had to get a jackhammer and like break the rocks apart so I could get them out of the holes. Oh, that's it was, awful. It, it, it was a nightmare. I want. I wound up paying my son and three of his friends to just haul rocks for like an entire weekend, while I was break, <laughs> breaking them up. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they were like, this was several years ago. They were like thirteen, fourteen ish. So they're <laughs> just like, Here, all right, guys, I'll give you twenty five bucks each if you haul these wheelbarrows full of rocks over to the other end of the property and dump them out. Okay. And yeah, it was it was it was it was an endeavor to say the least. <laughs> I can and, picture uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> But they were they were all happy, and it only cost me seventy five dollars in labor, so you know it wasn't terrible. No, not at all. Now, on the on the other hand, I was so I was I was completely sunburnt after like the first day, um, because I I uh, I have I I really hit the genetic lottery in terms of like I have the George Costanza haircut, so I don't think that's a real good look for me. So I had to shave my head. So like my had got sunburned through my hat. Oh no. <laughs> I just I, I was just like, wow, I really I, I just really ticked all the boxes and we had we finished the the fence. We started I started digging the post holes like after work on a Monday afternoon. We I finished putting the panels up that following Sunday night. <laughs> and I went into work the next Monday and literally everyone I worked with was just like Dude, you look like a lobster. Oh god! It was, it was it was horrible. I was just pink, like horribly, horribly pink, and and it was kind of funny because I uh, 
it, it was just oh it was it was it was a nightmare <laughs> i, I, I had a couple of my cooks that were just like jeff you you, you look you look like the special <laughs> uh, thank you guys thank you that's fantastic that's awesome and yes we are having bisque this week yes thank you <laughs> but uh but on the upside like i said it was the fence was nice and set in place and the dog likes it and the kid likes it and uh, the, the the cat we had at the time enjoyed it because he would go outside, but he was a uh, very very boundary trained, um, which is kind of unusual as I understand it for cats. I'm we're working on getting the new cat trained boundary trained. Uh, the old one passed a couple of years ago. He was like uh, just under just just about to be turned twenty when he passed away. So he was a older cat, but. But he thought he was a dog because my 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 wife had him since she was a teenager, and he was raised around uh, her mom bred puppies, uh, teacup poodles. So he grew up around these poodles, and he thought he was a dog. So, <laughs> so he was very much like, okay, I stay in the yard. I I go outside to go go to the potty. I I mean, he would use his box, but only if it was raining. <laughs> so, oh yeah, like, when, I, I, yeah i'm not getting wet but other than that i'll go outside to pee and he would like sit at the back door and yell to go outside and and uh you know play fetch and very very like attached for for a cat like he did not like being alone <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> he was a good cat <laughs> yeah my uh my boy marvin passed away a couple years ago he was 20 and that was the hardest day of my life. He was my son, you know, by all accounts, he was my son. He acted like a little kid and that was just the hardest day of my life. Um, so I'm sorry to hear that. It's uh, yeah, it wasn't easy for my wife either. I uh, actually, it wasn't easy for me either. At that point when he passed, it, I'd been in the picture for, you know, a dozen years at that point too. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's never easy. I mean, they're, they're, they are family. I don't, I've never understood the people who can like have animals and not get attached to them. I, I just, uh, doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Hmm. Want to, you know, take a chance just to talk about, like, like I said, I, I do listen to your show and I, I like it. Cause like I said, like I said, it's little, little bite-sized bit-sized pieces and, I do appreciate the way you talk about, you know, your experiences and things you've been through and different approaches and, and the, you know, little bits of science behind things and philosophy and the theories. And I, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just, I think it's kind of an interesting take. Um, just in a side note, uh, since you were in the Navy, I just want to say thank you for that. I, I uh, respect the hell out of anybody who did their service time. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Thank you. Appreciate that. Because yeah, uh, yeah, I uh, I come from a long line of Navy people. Uh, I can't. I can honestly say I didn't serve myself, mostly because I was a jackass when I was younger. Um, <laughs> I uh, I I didn't. I don't know. Like I said, it's one of my big regrets. Actually, as as an old fart, I'm like I should have done that when I was younger, but I was way too just basically arrogant. <laughs> I was a uh, way too convinced that I knew everything and I wasn't about to let anybody tell me nothing. I was the same way when I joined. Uh, I didn't want to join and I had to join and it wasn't a matter of, uh, going to jail or joining the Navy. Uh, my first husband at the time in 2008, when that recession happened, uh, it Mm -hmm. was pretty, it was a pretty rough time. He lost his job that we, really depended on and I wasn't doing good at mine. And so we were starting to put bills on credit cards and things got rough. So he always wanted to join the the military. So we went into a recruiter's office and they looked at him and said, you are way too overweight. You're too unhealthy. They looked at me and said, how about you? And I said, we're out of here. Let's go. Can't absolutely not, not joining the military. And then I found myself in there five weeks later saying, sign me up because we couldn't afford to uh, keep not surviving essentially. And so yeah. I signed up and I joined and I went through it. It was an incredibly rough experience, but I'm very grateful at the end that I did it. 
uh, no longer with that first husband for several reasons, but current husband now is the most amazing person ever. And I met him in the military. So I'm very, one of the reasons why I'm grateful I went through that I went through it. And I'm glad it worked out well for you. I, uh, like you said, I mean, you know, it's not that we know each other <laughs> or anything like that, but I just, I've, just from listening to, to your show, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that, that those things are hitting properly for her. that. You know, I, I, I'm as, as much as I can be kind of a callous jackass to this day. Like I said, I didn't enlist because I was an arrogant bastard and <laughs> I, did, I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. And I'm still kind of a callous jackass in certain ways, but I, I still like to hear, you know, when people have things wind up working out for them, it makes me, it restores a little bit of my faith in, in the world, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, under, I understand completely. I've got some people that I am, uh, some people at work and some people in personal life that I talk to. And there, there are people who are really making a difference for themselves and in their lives. And I told, I told them how proud I am of them, how it's amazing that they went through what they went through. They're taking all the steps that they need to, and they're finally getting their life together. And they're the only ones that could do it. They were stuck in a rut and they got themselves out of the rut and they're just living the life that they want. Then there's other people in my life that I know who want to be better and they, they stay in the rut. They don't do anything to improve themselves. And then they blame other people's successes as if it's a, a misfortune on them, which is, I don't, I don't get that at all. You know, I, I work 12 hour night shifts. I work my butt off and because of the things that I have, that doesn't mean that the person that uh, my, my friend that isn't putting forth as much as misfortunate, you know what I mean? They're, they're simply not applying themselves because they, I could do this, but I'm not going to, I'm lazy. Like, well, yeah. then you or, cannot or, say anything about what I've, what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I could do this if it wasn't for somebody else already being, you know, successful at it. I, I've never, I've never understood that mentality. I mean, it's, if you if you want something and you're not willing to work for it, you really don't want it that badly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've got a couple of friends at work who want different positions, and one friend in particular, he's a he's a really good guy, very very hard worker, and uh, he continuously wants out of his department. So over the course of a couple of years, when positions have come up, I've sent him the links. I said, "Hey, this is what you were looking for. You you should put in your resume." And each time, no, I'm going to wait. No, I'm going to wait. And then I talked to him. I said, how are things going? And he complains about the spot he's at. And I just want to, I just want to tell him, man, put your resume in somewhere else. Do something else. I even sent him a links to other companies and said, hey, if you're, you know, you want out of the whole thing that bad, here you go. And just no movement, none at all. And I don't, I, I just don't get it, but I do get it. Because I used to continuously be stuck in a rut and then blame other people and then look at other people and then blame the positions that they're in, blame society, blame things that had nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me. And when you really put forth all the effort to get to where you want to be, you realize that you're stronger and better than you ever thought that you were. You don't have anyone else to blame but yourself, except in there are certain circumstances, I will say, where families, relatives, partners, they will hold you back. But, and I, and I had a lot of that, but it's still up to the individual, in my opinion, to do whatever they have to do to cut contact and to move forward. And it's, it, I want so badly for everyone to get out of whatever situation that they're in to get into something better. And I want to yell at the world, just stop doing all these things that are holding you back and move forward with yourself. But I, I think that people will only find the pride and the love within themselves if they have that epiphany that they're the ones that can do it. They, no one else can tell them. People have told them. I've told them. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And uh, I've I actually consider myself very fortunate because I'm one of the people that lost their job when the uh, whole outbreak thing started. Uh, just being being a chef, was, <laughs> I, I got into that line of work thinking 
well, you know, no matter how the world goes, people are always going to need to eat. Right. And then all of a sudden the situation changed and it was like, hey, guess what? If you do this for a living, you're done for a while. And, uh, you know, I was it was a very rough, rough uh, stint for me. But I happened to uh, have a good the, the position I'm in now. I got there because a very good friend of mine happened to call me up one day and he said, Hey, uh, are you still laid off? And I said, yes, yes, I am. Thank you for, thank you for asking. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. How are you yeah, doing? <laughs> that, well, it, it was actually kind of funny cause he, he knew I was laid off just from us, you know, like chatting on social media and stuff. He's, and, uh, I got him to bring me some pallets from the place he was working. Cause I was working on a, I'm, I'm building an outdoor kitchen in my backyard. And I'm doing it all out of pallets because I was laid off and it was free. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I started framing out like a bar and a, and a countertop area and I'm building an extension so I can put like a, a, a cooktop out there and a small prep sink. And and so I had my buddy bring me some pallets and we got to chit chatting and about a, a week after he dropped the pallets off, he's like, Hey, you're still laid off, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. And he says, uh, I can't make any promises, but would you be interested in, you know, having an interview for, uh, to come out work at the place I'm working? And I was like, you mean the place that you're telling me how awesome it is and how much you love it? And you know how you brought me all the pallets from there because you had a whole loading dock full of them that nobody ever picks up. And you just, you know, you were like, how many do I want? I can have as many as I need that job. He says, yeah, you want an interview or not? I was like, <laughs> Yes, yes, I want an interview. Thank you. That would be fantastic. Let's change my circumstances here. Yeah, no kidding. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, I, he, and he's, like I said, he told me, he's like, I can't make any promises, but I can promise you an interview. The rest is on you. I'm like, all right, no worries, man. <laughs> I interview really well. Let's do this. And uh, so we had the interview and I thought, I was like, all right, I hit that one out of the park. That was fantastic. Because uh, we wound up doing like a brunch kind of meeting. <laughs> which was nice. We actually went out and had brunch <laughs> and the interview was over like breakfast. So I, uh, and I was, I just, after talking to the guy who is now my direct report boss, um, and my, my buddy was there too. And we were talking about a lot of different aspects of the job. And as we were getting ready to leave, he's like, all right, you know, I got, I got to be honest with you. I got a couple more people I have to talk to, but I'm, I, I really, I think this went really good. He says, are, are you interested in the spot? I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm really interested in this job. I, I like everything you said. You like everything I said. I think we'll, I think this will, will click. I think it'll be good. And it doesn't hurt any that somebody I respect professionally, as well as being my friend says that this is a great place to work. And he's like, all right, cool. You'll be hearing from me shortly. He says, I got to go talk to this other guy in downtown Chicago, but he's, you know, he's like coming from a Michelin star place. I don't think he's really going to fit the vibe and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll be calling you in a couple days. And then I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. <laughs> and I started really doubting myself and like hitting a really hard spiral where like, did I, did I screw up? Did I, yeah. you did I second guessing come off right? too hard? Did I come, did I come off cocky? I was really second guessing myself. And then I got a, uh, a phone call from my former employer because uh, it's a big corporate services kind of deal. And they had a position that opened up and they were looking for an executive chef. And I, but it was really far from where I live. It was like an hour and 20 minutes each Ooh, way. That's far. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's going to have to be a really well-paying job if I'm going to consider this. And they, they were like, well, you know, they'd like you to come out and interview. I already, because my boss had re recommended me for the job. The district manager had already, you know, said, yeah, I know Aaron. He's a good guy. He seems to know his stuff. I'll set up an appointment or a, a, a meeting with the general manager. The general manager called me like 45 minutes after I said I was interested to schedule an interview. And I went out, I drove out there. They said, well, you know. Uh, we'd, we're interested in going forward with this. Would you be able to, since you're on furlough, would you be able to come out here for a few days and help us out? Cause we're shorthanded. And I said, yeah, I'll come help you out. But I, I have a, I have a condition if I'm going to, if I'm going to come off furlough and come help you out, because realistically what, what I'm going to make as an hourly wage is not worth the drive. Right. But I don't want you to tell the staff that I'm here interviewing for the executive chef job. I would just want you to tell them I'm from another account and I'm coming to help out. 
And he says, well, if that's really what you want, I can do that. I said, no, that's really what I want. I don't want them to know I might be their boss. I want to see how they work when they think I'm just some schlub. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a really and, good uh, way to put out feelers. Yeah, so I, I came in for like three days. And then on the fourth day with the company, the way they do things is they would do what they call a chef test. For any any position above a certain grade, you had to prove you could actually do everything you said you could do. And uh, it was like you get two hours and they give you a bunch of random ingredients. You don't get to know what they are ahead of time. And you have to make four dishes, four courses and and uh, do all the work yourself and every and you're monitored to make sure you have good sanitation practices and all this other stuff. And you have to take like a 400 question written test. Oh, good grief. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was a, it was a fun day because I showed up on that fourth day and the guy who was like the senior cook in the kitchen was like all right good you're here Aaron. i need you to do this that this that this and that and i was like uh not today buddy and he's like what no we got to get ready there's, there, there's somebody coming in to do a chef test i said yeah he's here and there was, <laughs> oh that's you I was like, yeah I said, dude i told you where i live you think i've been making this drive every day for freaking 16 dollars an hour right <laughs> no. yeah and he was kind of like oh good luck man <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it, and, it, and we went through it all and the client was happy and the, the general manager was pretty content. He's like, well, we got a couple more people coming in, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, I'll let you know as soon as I can. He says, is there any chance I can get you to keep coming out here to cover help with shifts? And I said, nope. <laughs> said the drive is not worth the money, sir. I told you that. And right. on top of that, you're, it's going to screw up my unemployment. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And I said, cause then if I don't get the job. I'm not going to keep driving out here for an hourly job and I will have to refile and I'll lose like two weeks of unemployment. I can't do that. You know, we're exactly. not in a position where that's viable. And he was like, okay, well I'll be in touch. And at that point I was kind of like lean in that direction because I hadn't heard back in several weeks after, after being told it would, would just be a couple days. And literally the day I, I, I that was last not this past December, but the previous December. And I drove home in like the first snowstorm of the season <laughs> to, to get, to get home. So what was normally an hour and 15 minutes took me almost three hours to get home. Oh no. And <laughs> I walked in the door just in time for my phone to start ringing. And I look and it's like, I don't know anybody in Jersey. <laughs> and I, so I'm just, Hello. And it turned out to be the guy who was, like I said, now my now my boss. And he's like, yeah, hey, um, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you. Um, I, I don't have a good excuse. I got COVID. I've been isolating for the last two weeks. Oh, I said, grief. Oh, okay. And this was, again, back in you know, t uh, 2020, I think, actually. So... It was when it was much more like, you know, oh, you have COVID. It's not a 10 day quarantine. It's 14, 15 days of no contact with anybody. And so he had been literally cut off for two weeks. That's why he didn't call me back. And he says, if you're still interested, here's our official offer. And I was like, well, it's a couple grand less than this other offer that was tentative, but they haven't called me back yet either. And I was like, it's closer. It seems like a better environment. It's a Monday through Friday gig as opposed to the other one, which was like rotating weekends and all this other stuff and nights. And I said, so let's see, a Monday through Friday business hours job for a couple grand less a year or commuting headaches, <laughs> rotating schedules. It's like, yeah, I'm going to say tentatively, yes, I will take the offer. And then I called the other place back. I said, I have to do, and I do have to inform these other guys that I'm, accepting the offer and give them a chance to counter just because that's my current employer. I don't want to leave with any bad blood. And he said, Oh yeah, that's fair. No problem. And so I called the other guy and I said, look, it's, it's Friday. You have until Monday to let me know if you guys are interested in making a counter offer and then I'm going to accept the offer. And Monday rolled around and I hadn't heard back from him and I accepted the offer and now I'm very happy. <laughs> Good. Uh, it sounds yeah. like it all worked out really, really well. Yeah. And it's, um, once I took the job, it was, I mean, it's kind of like you said, where the people that were hemming and hawing about wanting to make changes, but didn't want to make the, 
the, the step to take that commitment and, you know, take the responsibility to say, all right, well, here's what I got to do to make my situation better. Now I'm working in a place where the like entire corporate culture is about elevating everybody that works there. <laughs> it's very much very proactive. Like if you want to better your position, all you got to do is tell us and we will work with you to get you to the next step, the next stage. And it's just this awesome culture as far as working there, you know? Good. That's but, awesome. Uh, it's it's not very often that you hear that you have a culture like that. Very pr- appreciative of it. Cause I've definitely worked in some really, I mean, in, in, working in the food service industry for 20 some years now, uh, I've worked in some really like toxic, horrible, unhealthy situations. I mean, physically and mentally, uh, I, uh, used to, we, my friends and I used to joke about how there has to be something wrong with us just because we wanted to go into food service in the first place. (laughs) And it's, and it's, it's not entirely wrong. I mean, (laughs) anybody who did any extended amount of time in the business is like, Oh yeah, no, there's something wrong with like professional cooks. Yeah. There's something wrong with all of them. No, I get, I've uh, worked in the restaurant business before. (laughs) Oh, so, so, you know, there's something wrong with them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a different beast, you know, they're, they're working when everybody else is playing and by and wide, there's a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms (laughs) that you pick up working in the restaurant business for too long. Definitely. I've seen that too. Yeah, I mean, stress and substance abuse and, and you know, for anybody who doesn't know, I highly recommend watching the movie Waiting. Um, oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's funny, but it seems like a pretty accurate snapshot of some places I've worked. So. I, I, you said, oh, gosh, so I take it you've seen it. <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's not... It's not not my favorite, but it, like I said, I do think it's fairly fairly representative of the uh, the business. I mean, may, maybe a little exaggerated. I mean, I I don't recall anybody ever deliberately exposing themselves in any of the kitchens I've worked in. But yeah, same here. No one ever did yeah. that. Yeah, I did, but uh, I do recall a lot of like random hookups and the cooks playing pl- pranks on each other and like people giving the servers crap and servers giving the cooks crap and well, just in terms of small talk how is uh how, how is the new year treating you so far not too bad uh school started back up for me rec- other than what <laughs> i say other other than being under the weather and all that uh... yeah no school started back up so i'm back in the swing of that but really no other changes throughout the new year. I'm just excited to hopefully get the garden up and going a little bit more. I have a couple of plants coming in that are going to take a few years to establish, but I'm still really excited about getting all of that up and running. Well, that's very cool. I mean, it's uh, particularly, again, in my, my experience, maybe a little different, slightly different environment, yada, yada, yada. But like uh, with the fruit trees, I really those take a few years to get going, but like we have some really sweet pear trees that uh, I really enjoy. I I'm looking to get some, uh, some of the Asian pears, the apples pears. Oh yeah. Those are good. That, so they have different names depending on regions, I think, but uh, yeah, they're, they're apparently we're right in the right climate zone where I'm at. So, but they also take like three years to take root. And they have to be paired with another pear tree, so they will cross-pollinate to get fruit. But like I said, fortunately, I have one pear tree already that has these little red, super sweet pears that are so good. (laughs) And they're not very big. They're about three bites per pear. Right. uh, But they're absolutely delicious. And uh, I made some pear cider out of them one year, which was fun. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah, it was, it was, I was really happy with it. It was fantastic. It was very refreshing. Um, had a, had a little kick to it too, but it was, it was, uh, it was a, a, a lovely summer drink. And then, uh, we also have, uh, grapevines. We have Concord grapes. So we also made a lot of grape juice. Uh, I think one of these years for all the stuff I do, I would invest in a fruit press, but 
Uh, I'm just stubborn. I just do it the old way. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Mash everything. <laughs> I do as well. I do the same. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's fun, you know. I would always, I we we tried planting some cherry trees, but they didn't take. It was very sad. They they stayed like little shrubs for about five years and then just died. It was. I'm still kind of I'm I'm halfway convinced like something must have been gnawing on the roots or something because. I mean, there was no visible reason why they went dead. They just one spring did not spring. They. <laughs> Or just two little sad trees. <laughs> I don't know anything about cherry trees, but I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why that could have not worked. Um, anything from the soil wasn't the right pH to you didn't have all the right nutrients to it just couldn't establish, had prior issues, um, possible nematodes in the soil. I mean, there's a variety of reasons. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have to be honest, that's more my wife's side of things. She She's really good about all that stuff. She knows, she tests the soil pHs and the, she gets, you know, the nutrient tests and all that stuff and chops up, you know, we're folding in fish meal and eggshells and compost and she's really good about doing all that stuff. I, <laughs> I, I, I cook the food. She She's better at making the food. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so, so we we actually complement each other pretty well. So, oh, good. She, she uh, like I said, that's more her side. And I, it was kind of funny because when we first met, I was just like, "There's, you know, no, you're Doctor Black Thumb. I'm I'm convinced you kill every plant you ever touch." Oh God. And and I was partially right. Like I get it's it's like you know when the teacher would give you like a half a point for trying to get the answer right. <laughs> yeah. She did have a thing a hitch for a while where she was like killing all the house plants but not anything outside yeah she she's got that stuff on lock and uh so i yeah i will give credit where it's due she she is we we grew all kinds of stuff that i didn't think would ever grow in our gardens like we had you know brussels sprouts and broccoli and cabbage and kale and corn and zucchinis and we we had these monster eggplants that were gigantic, but there there were almost no seeds in them, which was so weird. Like I thought they were going to be really woody and really seedy just because of how big they got, and they were fantastic. They're like super sweet flesh and just a little bit of seeds in them, and and they made some fantastic parmesan. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, the, and the, I'm putting all the credit squarely on her because I I don't know. I, <laughs> I can dig holes real good. I can rake, I can weed, but don't, don't ask me how to, you know, I, I don't know how to do soil pH and <laughs> making sure, and everything was, and everything was organic too. It was, you know, companion planting and saying this goes with that and that goes with this. And she has a chart <laughs> and, and I just, uh-huh, you, you point Aaron dig <laughs> that, 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 that good. Right. Yes. Right. And, you know, I, I find it very helpful for our relationship that we both are cognizant of our roles. <laughs> and uh, that being, I just, I've gotten to the point, I just do what I'm told. It's, <laughs> yes, dear, I, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. I will let you do it. I mean, obviously, I have my responsibilities as well. <laughs> I do have my stronger side of things. like, But that ain't one of them. <laughs> Right. Um, no, I, I, I do, you know, the bookkeeping and, and, and I do our taxes and, uh, ironically enough, I'm actually for, for somebody who went into a field that is not somebody you would consider being, you know, doing the books. It turns out that's a huge part of being a chef, which nobody ever thinks about, you know, basically after you reach a certain point, you're you're more of a bookkeeper than you are anything else because you got to do your ordering and your inventory and your payroll and blah 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 blah. And yeah, so it's a good thing I'm actually good at it. Yeah, it is a it's a huge part of it. It's a lot of a lot of paperwork, a lot of internal things like that. Yeah, and particularly you know, again, food service industry. It's people don't think about it, but you know the operating margins are so slender, and people get, you know, well, how come I'm paying, you know, this much when I could get that same steak at the grocery store for half price? 
because you have to cook it. You have to pay for the cooks. You have to pay for the food. You have to pay for the electricity. You have to pay for the dishwasher. You have to pay for the staff. You have to pay for the guy who parks the car. You have to pay for all this stuff. And at the end of the day, we make maybe a dollar. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to keep bringing things back to the service industry. It's just, I don't know. That's sort of my default mode. <laughs> no, I understand. Well, I mean, it's your job. It's what, you know, it's something that you know a lot about. Yeah, that's, well, after, after all these years, I'd, I hope I <laughs> know something about it. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things in particular because uh, I do have, you know, I'm, so I have my hobbies and some of them are a little more juvenile, you know, or at least maybe they're being more accepted. But, like, I still like to play video games and stuff like that. So sometimes I wind up talking to people if I'm playing a game and we'll get to say, talking about something and I'll, I'll mention, like, oh, yeah, no, I've been doing this for, like, you know, 20-some years. And they're like, I haven't even been alive that long. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm so old all of a sudden. Oh, no, yeah. When people <laughs> say that, I know what you mean. Yeah, I I get that one every every so often. And particularly, I I don't know if it's just me but or if it's a generational thing, but I've noticed, like, a lot of my kids' friends, at, at some point they hit an age where all of a sudden they're just like, oh, yeah, no, now we're buddies. And I'm like, no, I'm still Al's dad. I'm not, <laughs> I, we're not buddies just because you can go to the bar now. Exactly. It's like there's, you were never going to all of a sudden be on the same level. I'm still the old fart. Let's remember that, guys, huh? But, uh, yeah, interesting bunch of young men at this point, though. <laughs> They're uh, all in their early 20s now, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to allow myself to get into a slump of that I'm old crap. It's not healthy. No, not at all. No, but uh, one of the episodes where you were, talking about just having a being able to calm your mind and i was like i needed that today <laughs> which one was that i've talked to uh, about that well, subject. yeah i was gonna say it's come up a few times but i this was like i don't know eight, episode eight or nine um it was just yeah like i said i was earlier this morning i was just kind of went back on good pods just like oh, i'm gonna go back to the beginning and uh it's probably why all this, it was actually right after I had the whole like tiny house moment in my head where I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I should go back and listen to that. So that's, I think which episode that, I don't know. Is there a, there was fitted sheet is episode seven. The mole in the mountain is six. Crab pants is eight. The Tao of the janitor is nine. And if it's something. Actually, uh, yeah, I think it might've been the Tao of the janitor because um, I always did like janitor as well. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm just thinking that might have that that might have been what I was thinking of. It's like I said, it's been a it's been a a, a weird day for me today. Um, and like I said, I my my brain just made that connection today where I don't I I couldn't tell you what prompted it, what popped it into my head, but it did just kind of like like I said, it was just one of those like all of a sudden like aha moments, you know, just like oh <laughs> I get that that's funny. And it amused me for several minutes. <laughs> and then I went back to uh, the really mind-numbing job I've been doing at work. I mean, I, I love my job. I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but uh, we're, I have a, I was given a, a selection of old, older recipes that all need to be reviewed. And it's like, basically it's like a 2000 line Excel sheet. And so I have to go through those, each recipe, pull it up out of the database, review it, make any changes that need to be changed, resave it, submit it. But a lot of them have uh, really nothing that need to be changed, but I still have to review all of them. But there's, based on different clients, different variants. So it's reading the same recipe 25 times because they all have to be verified because each client uses a different reference number out of the system so it's like oh okay how to make biscuits flour water salt lard da, 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 da. and reading the same scratch recipe for biscuits 25 times in a row gets a little like <laughs> so um yeah like i said that's where my brain's just kind of started roll, rolling around and making weird connections because 
it was not really <laughs> didn't require a lot of my attention to proofread 25 copies of copies of biscuit recipes right you know to make sure they all had the right instructions on them you know okay you have 25 minutes at 350 okay 25 minutes at uh and uh, <laughs> uh but yeah and now that i'm thinking about it now the 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 janitor added uh, 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 sorry episode was <laughs> Uh, I, I did enjoy that one because the janitor on Scrubs was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Same. He's one of my, my, my favorite. I, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies, but I, I love the janitor. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't I watch more. I watched more TV in the, like I said, the time I was laid off, which is where like my wife and I did like binge the entire series of Scrubs. Cause she was watching it and I was, I sat down and I was like, <laughs> I like that guy. He's just kind of like a, eh. <laughs> and, uh, so we wound up watching the whole, the whole shebang over the course of like a week. Cause basically uh, while I was laid off, they kept my benefits active cause I was considered furloughed, not laid off. And that was a good thing. Cause my wife had knee surgery, so she couldn't, she couldn't really get around and I couldn't look really hard for another job. I had to, be available if they called me off a of furlough. So it was kind of like, okay, well, let's hang out on the couch because you're handicapped and I want to keep you company. And be, I would like, you know, I'd get up and get her drinks and stuff because she had like, you know, screws in her knee and stuff. So, <laughs> and we watched more TV in those like three weeks than we, and then she, then she went back to school and I went back to school. And uh, yeah, during that little, <laughs> But during that little hiatus between, it was basically between the spring semester and the summer school semester, um, we did watch like the entire series. And <laughs> it, a lot of times I don't get TV references because like, like you said, I, I don't watch a lot of TV either, but I got that one and it, it made me happy. Uh, and I'm a big fan of taking joy where you can find it, especially in the little things. So Definitely. I, I, uh, been watch scrubs a couple of times years ago and i have a couple of the dvds i don't remember up to what season they're uh put away right now but they're here for a future project that a friend and i are trying to get off the ground that we can't talk about yet but hopefully we'll get <laughs> off the ground well cool good luck i'll i'll be hoping for you i'll, I'll support it when it launches <laughs> <laughs> thank you but uh yeah that's that's cool um yeah, that was the other thing uh, a little while back here. we I, I came to realize all of our DVDs are packed away. I, I, I don't know exactly when it happened, when we transitioned into not having any physical media readily available. But uh, we had a storm come through and knock out the Internet. Uh, I don't know, back in like October. Uh, the storm blew over the tree. Tree took out the telephone pole. Telephone pole blew, blew the... Uh, Oh God, what do you call it? The big, the big canister thing on there, uh, exploded and like knocked out the internet for the entire neighborhood. And we didn't have it for several days. And I was like, well, we don't have any cable. We don't have any internet. We can access internet on our phones, but you know, we can't really watch anything on TV. And you no, know, we were both kind of like, well, you know, that's okay. We have books. And, uh, so we were both okay with it, but at the same time, it made me realize we did not have any physical media like that wasn't in a box in in our storeroom, <laughs> and uh, just struck me as kind of like kind of funny. Just I mean, how how we got to that point without really being cognizant of getting to that point. Just at some point, we were just like, oh, we stream everything. We don't we don't need our our DVDs where we can get at them. And then when we did want to sit down and watch a movie together, I had to go, you know, pull a 50, 50 pound box of DVDs out of, out of, out of a closet that was buried behind a year's worth of other stuff. It was, a, it was interesting. Oh yeah. Then you got to sort through all of them and it, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that was the fun part too. We, we spent so long going through the movies that by the time we decided what we wanted to watch, it was like, well, I guess we can pop it in while we go to bed. I mean, it's like 10 o'clock already. <laughs> And, and it, and it was a, you know, case of like, well, I got to go to work in the morning. So I really don't care if we watch any TV tonight. I, I putched around on, on TikTok and on Twitter and 
I'm, I have my phone, so I don't need a big screen. I'm fine. And then I said, nah, and then put it down and read a book instead. Although that was also the, uh, the weirdest week in terms of things for, for my podcast, because since we didn't have any internet to the house, I was like, how am I going to upload this episode? And I, I wound up emailing it to myself, uh, via my phone. Cause I, I connected my phone with the USB cable to my computer just so I could transfer it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, it, it was just like, well, if I wouldn't have been dragging my feet about getting that episode ready to post, cause I, I usually try and have them ready a couple days before they actually drop just so they're, I know they're uploaded and ready to go. But at this case I was, I had been dragging my feet and I was like, well, I don't have any internet. I, Will anybody even notice if I don't publish this week? That's the other thing. I, I, I like the fact that I do my show mostly for myself. I I have like this sort of <laughs> I have a, a mental trip up, I guess, where part of me doesn't really believe anybody else actually listens to it. <laughs> In spite of the fact that people have talked to me about things I've said on my show and been like, yeah, dude, I really agree with you about this, that, and the other, you know, I really, really like what you had to say about this and that. And, you're right. People do need to chill out and just be nice to each other. <laughs> and uh, then it's like, well, you know, if people are actually listening to me, then where they can talk to me about something I said, they might be expecting another episode. But I still have this running thing in the back of my head where it's like, yeah, I got X amount of downloads this week. I didn't know mom had that much time to set up that many fake accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have that go through my mind as well sometimes. But uh yeah, I mean, I, I I imagine a lot of people do. I don't I don't think we're that odd. I think we all kind of wonder if anybody's listening or if we're just yelling into the void sometimes. Um, my catch is I'm actually fine with the concept of just yelling into the void because I always assume that's just all I was doing. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good therapy for me because I was going slightly nuts from you know just being <laughs> not being in a kitchen and having other people to vent on all day. So I just figured I'd vent into the ether right. and it, it turned out some people actually liked it. <laughs> so, and that's great. That's why we podcast, you know, to see who else is out yeah. there, who else listens. Yeah. And well, I, I, that, and I, like I said, I like the, I really appreciate the community that I found by doing this. I mean, it's been for the most part, like some of the most supportive people I've come across on, like, and that's the other thing, being an old, as somebody referred to me the other day, an old, which I, I could go off on that for an hour. <laughs> old is not a noun. I am not, an, old is not a person, place, or thing. <laughs> like, no, you're an old. Okay, so I'm an old. I, 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 I'm not going to smack you because I'm an old and I should not behave that way, but part of me wants to. But as an old, I was, you know, I've kind of been one of those like, early into the internet people, like when it was all text-based and then <laughs> there was nothing you could click on because you had to type in commands to b get on it. And so I kind of remember the old days and there was some really, really toxic stuff out there. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. Just, you know, like the old school elitist nerds that, and you know, nerd didn't used to have the same connotations that it does now. Now it's like everybody kind of wants to be a nerd about something. And you know, it was just a whole different ball game and I, that kind of put me turned me off on the internet for a while where I was just like I don't need this crap it's horrible and you know you go on Facebook and you get people that are you know just awful because they think they've discovered this weird anonymity that allows them to be awful and all this other garbage and then I find like the independent podcast community and it's like so many people that are out there just willing to hype each other up and be like yeah this is awesome you got this Exactly. You know, let, let's signal boost these posts. Let's, let's be cool. Let's, we found people that are into the same thing we're into, even if we're not doing it the same way for the same reasons or about the same subjects, we all got this thing we like to do. Let's, let's, let's hype each other up. Let's support each other. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> it, it could be so much worse than it is, but it's, it's generally a pretty great group. I mean, there's, yeah, of course you're always going to get your trolls and your outliers and your little miserable people too, but by and wide, it's been a really awesome community, you know? Definitely. I found the same. I found mostly supportive people, mostly supportive podcasters. Uh, it, it's been a really good time to get on there and to 
express what I'm going through as a podcaster to find so many like-minded people. It's a really helpful community. There's a couple people that aren't, and that's okay. You know, that you'll find that amongst anything. I'm a big fan of like personal growth. That's another reason why I like your little, the, the, the little quick tidbits. And it feels, makes me feel like it's like, you know, I can have, when I need an affirmation, I can just click on a quick episode and be like, I'm going to get something out of this. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. That's what the show's all about. You know, hopefully that you can, anyone can pull up any episode um, from season one or this season and get something out of it or relate to it. And I, I really have enjoyed making them short. I'm not someone who uh, would be able to do very well at going on for an hour, or, you know, we're so just talking about those experiences. For me, I try to, I can write them, I record them, and I realized that they're short and that micro podcasting is a great option for my, uh, for my podcast. And it ended up just fitting. And with the way that so many things have gone with people already multitasking, being busy or having multiple jobs or just being on the run, I have gotten a lot of feedback that people appreciate being able to listen to something that's only five minutes, something that's only seven minutes. And so I'm, I'm going to keep going that way. Again, there's very few things that are longer than that, uh, well, longer than about 10 minutes. Uh, I did a season one binge compilation, combining everything from season one. And then I did a interview with my friend Chuck Bergman, who's a famous psychic. And we did that one for last Halloween. That was an amazing episode. It's actually my second highest rated episode. And uh, he's already, I talked to Chuck, said, Chuck, how's things going since the interview? He goes, business is booming. So, you know, I'm really happy. That's awesome. Yeah. He's he's gotten a couple of, uh, you know, interviews from that said, Hey, I heard you on wifey's show. I'm like, great. That's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. Well, yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I gotta be honest. I was excited when you said you were interested in, you know, coming to talking to me when I put, I put the post out on Twitter, I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> Cause like I said, I mean, partly, like I said, I just, I live in under this assumption that, you know, it's my mom listening 39 times every episode, or whatever. <laughs> but and again, with the, you know, the support of the community and everything, I was like, I was like, you know, it's, it's really cool when, and I said on the post too, I was like, if the people I'm familiar with are going to be the first ones I'm talking to, I was like, I appreciate everybody saying, yeah, sure. I'll come on, but I got to at least know whether or not I think we can have a good conversation before I say yes. And, uh, that's one of the other reasons why my listening habits have been kind of screwed up for the last couple of weeks. Cause I've been screening a lot of these other shows that I've just not been familiar with for whatever reason that were like, yeah, sure. I'll come on. And like, okay, I don't know what your show's about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have to admit it. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, so, but like I said, when you, when you came out, said you would come on and, and Ross was like, yeah, I'll come on too, but I'm going to need a couple of weeks. So I, so I can, you know, compare him. He's a good guy too. I, I'm looking forward to get, getting him in here somewhere. Yeah. Ross but, is a great guy. Him and I had a really good interview together as well. I was on his show. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, um, yeah, so th- thank you very much for coming on. Uh, would you like to just one more time tell everybody your, your website address or because um or anything else you'd like to say before we button up uh sure uh, my website again is chickenmindnuggets.com i am on twitter i'm on instagram i'm on any uh podcast platform that you listen to you can find me just chicken mind nuggets uh and i hope that anyone that listens enjoys the show yeah, and if you listen to me i like i sincerely Anybody that listens to me on a regular basis knows I don't say things unless I mean them. And I really think you should go check it out. It's a great show. Thank you. um, So thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving me some time on your day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You as well. uh, Yeah. And so I guess that's what we had to say. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.